This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. Hello, this is Michelle Cambolis. And if you've been listening to Raw Beauty Talks for a while, I've been a guest on the show many times, and I love to talk about all things related to your health. So anxiety, the vagus nerve, meditation, you name it. And after two years of running the show, Erin has decided to take a break, which I am fully in support of. And she's invited me to read a chapter from my book, When Women Rise, Everyday Practices to Heal Your Mind, Body, and Soul, which is an amazing invitation and one I, of course, jumped at because anxiety is something that impacts so many of us. It certainly brought me to my knees at different times in my life. And I would love to see us shift the cultural needle away from this man-made problem. And by man, I mean this masculine-based culture of doing and striving and comparing and competing that affects both men and women. So here we go, uh, right out of chapter one. Stress is a feminist issue. Women's fatigue and stress go far beyond the need for better self-care, alone time, or support to get through the mounting daily tasks. Extra kale and yoga classes aren't going to help women change the early conditioning that tells us how to fit into a society dominated by masculine values and ideals. And they certainly aren't going to address the harder fact that women and girls in every country on our planet face discrimination, violence, financial and work inequity, and extraordinary challenges due to gender inequality. That's why I say stress is a feminist issue. When we look at the history of women, we have to ask, why wouldn't we be struggling with an extraordinarily high level of anxiety, trauma, and stress-related health crisis? Every woman inherits the effects of trauma inflicted on the women who have come before her if not through epigenetics, then through our shared consciousness. Women are actively taught from an early age to walk home at night with a friend for protection. We park near well-lit doorways and clench our keys defensively between our fingers as we make our way to our cars. We hold on to our drinks in pubs and restaurants for fear of being drugged. And we blame ourselves for being too nice when we're sexually harassed by our boss. We have learned to navigate our lives in fear. Women in Western society are facing alarming levels of stress and anxiety, the cost to our health, emotional freedom, relationships with our children and partners and society as a whole are too often overlooked. 
And when chronic stress becomes severe anxiety, the personal and societal costs of loss of work, hospital visits, unemployment, and impact on relationships can be devastating. According to the National Institute of Mental Health in the U.S., up to 19% of adults in America, that's 60 million people or more than the entire population of Canada, have severe levels of anxiety in any given year. Envision for a moment a sea of 60 million people before you, all suffering from anxiety. Imagine dividing that sea of people into four equal sections, include mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, grandparents of every race, socioeconomic status, gender, educational level, and sexual orientation. Now picture yourself having to choose which of the four groups will be granted treatment. Only one out of four people with clinical levels of anxiety will ever get the help they need. Now take away a quarter of the men and replace them with women. Women are one and a half times more likely to be affected by anxiety. That's nearly one in four women. The question is why? And remember, this is only clinical levels of anxiety. Imagine the numbers if we included people who fall below that medical threshold but are suffering nonetheless. Most literature attributes differences in anxiety between the male and female sexes to biological factors, stressing that hormones and brain chemistry must play a role. However, there are also cultural factors at play and women's lived experience tells its own story. Let's just look at some of the statistics. One in three women experiences physical or sexual violence in her lifetime. Women who experience intimate partner violence are twice as likely to suffer from depression and substance use. Approximately 650 million women globally were child brides married before the age of 18. In the past decade, one out of five women was married when she was a child. Women do less paid and more unpaid work than men, working 25 unpaid minutes more per day than men. And that may not seem like a lot, but in a 37 and a half hour work week, that adds up to four additional weeks of work per year. The gender pay gap in 2018 was 22% worldwide, leaving women earning only 78% of what men are paid. Fewer than one in four parliamentarians worldwide is a woman. Workplace sexual harassment was reported by 40 to 50% of women in the European Union. Over 2.7 billion women lack job security, fair pay, and the same career opportunities as men. To compete in a male-dominated world, we do double shift, trying to be all things to all people. Women tell me how exhausted they are as they scramble to keep up, often feeling as though they're falling short. Single women feel they failed because they haven't partnered or had children. Those who have feel torn between career and mothering. If you belong to an ethnic minority, have a disability, are non-binary, LGBTQIA or living in poverty, there's an intersection of oppression. 
The black socialist Claudia Jones brought to light in the 1940s and 50s the triple oppression that exists between classism, sexism, and racism. In her book, Women, Race, and Class, Angela Davis wrote about Claudia Jones and noted that she and other earlier generations of black thinkers articulated the ideas that would become central to the black feminist movement in the 1970s. The book was a brave and seminal work by one of the first scholars to open our eyes to the fact that to end oppression, we must tackle all its forms at once. In Western society, women try to adapt, strengthen, and build resilience to cope only to be pushed back into an inequitable cultural ecosystem that has us breathing fear. We're led to believe that maternal employment is damaging to children, though studies have disproven this idea, and we struggle to balance work and home life, navigate the emotional minefield of social media, and withstand the pressure to be beautiful, accomplished, and visible. In truth, many women tell me they crave a wiser, more balanced way. Society's win-at-all-cost culture of competition has hurt them dearly. Their stressed-out bodies are telling them no more, not one more day of this unsustainable pressure. And they're no longer willing to be judged by the standards of healthism, which believes that those who work out regularly, stay slim, and eat right are more worthy or to see it as the answer to the much bigger social and political problem of chronic stress. Imagine all these women coming together in an unwavering spirit of compassion and strength. Envision challenging the cultural story we're told about who women are supposed to be, and instead forging a path of radical authenticity, self-realization, and self-care. Although each of us will have our very own unique path, the cumulative impact is profound. When one heals, the cultural needle moves a little further, and eventually our collective consciousness changes for the better. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, Country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B A B B E L dot com slash Robbie Detox. Rules and restrictions may apply.
This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. Friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you a over. So many women that I speak with want to feel happier and less anxious. We all want to live in a more expansive and empowered way. I mean, how many of you can relate to being absolutely exhausted by the self-limiting stories being replayed in your mind and the culturally imposed fear that somehow you're not enough. These are the pressures we face every day. And yet every woman has the capacity to break free from these unconscious ingrained patterns, to transcend her fears and reclaim the self-determination that is her birthright. The question is how? Well, Erin and I have been working hard to curate some of the most effective practices to help decrease anxiety, and it's called the Anxiety Toolkit. And you can find it at the Raw Beauty Talks website. We have 21 tools that we guide you through, and these exercises are backed by science. We use them ourselves. We use them with clients, and they have truly made a difference for so many people. This isn't about making you perfect or better or a new and improved version. Goodness knows we hear enough of that pressure. This is about supporting your mind-body system in ways that allow you to be the fullest version of yourself, already perfect, already whole. And by learning about the impact of chronic stress and anxiety and and the effect that it has on the mind-body system, we become empowered with information by getting to know the nature of our mind and body intimately. We can begin to navigate our relationship with ourselves and change our inner patterning. And it is a relationship. In in time, you'll communicate and solve problems and empathize and soothe your mind and body much like you do with your partner or friend or child. The message I want you to know, the one I wish I'd been told myself, is that anxiety is not the enemy. It is an invitation to profound and meaningful growth. It's hard to see that when you're going through it, but in time, that's what's revealed. 
So I like to start with the low hanging fruit and that means going straight to the body. From the moment of our first breath, we're set on a quest to feel safe in our bodies. And most of us have been so stressed for so long that our bodies are literally in the red zone, that zone where the sympathetic nervous system is locked in fight, flight, or freeze. When we tend to the body well, it begins to trust that it's safe and the mind and emotions often take its lead. One of the quickest ways to send messages of calm is of course through the breath. So what would it be like to just sit and notice the breath now and connect in with what your breath is telling you? Is it shallow? Is it deep? Is it jagged or smooth? Can you notice the breath without judgment or expectations on how it should be? I don't know how this is for you, but simply being more aware of my breath brings me into the present. It shows me exactly what's there right here, right now. And sometimes just being aware and in the moment helps those difficult emotions to move through naturally. Or you can actively use the breath to calm the limbic system if that's what you need, using the regulated breath. And regulated breath sends messages to the whole body that you're safe. And you can do this by breathing in for four, holding for four, exhaling for six, and holding for two. And just keep cycling through that four, four, six, two breath pattern over and over and over again. And just notice the response in the body. You can also, also use the five second breath. So that's also called Zazen breath. And it works so well, especially when you're facing a difficult moment, just inhaling for five, exhaling for five, and staying with that for five minutes or so. In my most difficult of times, the breath has been absolute medicine. It sends a neurochemical change through your whole mind-body system, sending messages of relaxation, the muscles let go a little, the mind loosens its grip on those fear thoughts, and it gives you uh, a spaciousness to just relax into the moment with whatever it is that's, a, that's arising, whatever it is that you might be facing. There's another tool that literally rewires the mind-body system for greater steadiness, and it sends a vibration through the whole body, strengthening the vagus nerve and releasing the emotion that's being held in the body. It releases the freeze response and metabolizes the fear, and it's called the VU technique. And all you need to do is take a low and slow breath, and when you exhale, release a low and slow VU sound, sending it down through the throat, the larynx, the chest, the lower belly, and all the way into the sex organs and perineum. 
And it feels a little awkward at first. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. You're welcome to try this with me. It is super effective. And it sounds something like this. So low and slow inhale, and then sending that vu all the way down through the body. And you just keep vooing your way through one after the other after the other. And then pausing, taking a moment to just sense the difference in your body. Even just with that one voo, I notice it right away. I notice heat and spaciousness, a little lighter. So when you practice this, do your cycle of vooing again, maybe just five minutes, and then pause and notice what's there. It may feel a little odd at first, but... A regular dose of vooing supports your nervous system and decreases symptoms of depression and anxiety. Those are but a few tools and a natural question that may be coming up for you is how on earth am I going to find the time for this? I often hear women say, I know I should prioritize self-care, but how do I fit it into my life? And it's a legitimate question. The practices that can leave us feeling better and even extend our life often become just another thing that we quote unquote should be doing in an already very busy life. Imagine instead turning your shoulds into desires. I have found that getting to know and expressing my core desires empowers, you know, kind of an inner agency. For example, if I, if I'm saying I truly want to meditate every morning, it feels so different than, oh, I really should fit meditation into my day. So you might just begin to ask, what do I truly want for myself? And let those core desires lead you into a lifetime of embodied self-care, or at least a day of embodied self-care. We'll, we'll start there. I think the key here is finding a way to pause a little more often and ask, what would it be like to be kind to myself right now? And by taking the time to ask and answer that question, we can begin to show our inner self that we care and we're listening. We're listening to our own needs. And that one fundamental question can inspire us to weave these much needed rituals of self-care into our lives. And you might take a moment now or when this podcast is over to just Think about the routines and rituals that you'd like to form your life around. What do you practice or yearn to call into each day? A poem whispered softly, a lit candle, soft music carrying you through the morning, writing in the pages of a journal, 
a warm salt bath on Sunday night, dancing alone, a cold plunge in the dark waters of a lake, letters of gratitude, your meditation seat, the movement in your body, a journal page written, a chapter read. Each of these rituals may not be enough to notice at first, but in time they all weave the life lived well. So I've shared with you a few tools and there's so much more that we have to share with you in the anxiety toolkit. And we want to ensure that no part of you is ignored. So we're offering a very holistic approach, including nutritional recommendations, guided meditations, autogenic training, progressive muscle relaxation, restructuring your thinking mind, creating a friendlier relationship with it, tips on navigating supplements and medications, more breathing exercises, group sessions with Aaron and I, and so much more. And the first 50 people to sign up will receive a free copy of When Women Rise for an extra supportive bonus. I'm so excited to share this book with you. And before we close, I just want to say how honored I am to have shared this time with you. May this podcast support you towards your highest well-being and may your wellness practices inspire a level of fulfillment beyond your dreams. And if you'd like to connect further, you can find me at michellecambolis.com or on Instagram. There you can discover all of the offerings, meditation classes, new books, and even one-on-one sessions. And if you liked this podcast, please share it with a friend. Raw Beauty is all about community. Be well and see you soon. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.